Hello and welcome to The I Word. This podcast may contain strong language. Word Volume 3. I'm your host Andy Sellers and today I'm speaking to Tilly Kirkwood. Tilly is a stage manager and like Heather and George from previous episodes was part of my first Home Away From Home Central along with our other flatmate Frankie. While living together we never really had this sort of serious conversation so I was just really intrigued to ask her about the role of an SM, the narrative of the relationship between actors and SMs and of course her own journey into stage management. Uh, Tilly had recently moved to Italy, so because of time difference, we recorded this a little early in the morning and over Zoom. So let's get into it. So cool. Um, so thank you for coming on. Appreciate no it. Um, so when was the last time you wanted to be a stage manager? Let's go straight um, into it, Till. Okay. Uh, the last time was I was travelling um, after we'd finished university and um, we were in New Zealand and I was applying for jobs um, for when I came back and I got in touch with yes. the English National Ballet um, and they offered me a job on their Swan Lake in the Round and that's like a dream, dream job of mine at the Royal Abbott Hall. And uh, I said yes. And that was, I think, the last time where I was really, really excited to be a stage manager. But I always want to be a stage manager. It's always what I wanted and it's always what I want to do in the future at some point. Just um, <laughs> at the moment, it's a bit hard. <laughs> so it was the sort of... What was it exciting about that? I mean, you, you, you sort of said it was like a dream. Is that mm. the sort of the pinnacle for you to do that sort of job? Not the pinnacle, but um, I mean, as a first job, first proper job out of Yeah, as a first job, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, and it's just in, in a very niche field of stage management, which is ballet, um, which is the field that I decided I wanted to do after my placement. Um, mm. So yeah, I I was just really excited to see where that would lead, you know, having that on on your CV is not it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, yeah. And it was that was there always I think I remember asking you about what you'd wanted to go into and I remember at one point you were like opera or or there was something to do, I think cuz you were doing mm. stuff while you were at Central about the opera house. And so was there because I think a lot of the time like or maybe it's just me, I can forget that stage managers manage other stages that aren't just, like, you know, normal kind of, like, what some people call, like, straight theatre and musicals, and that actually there's, like, a wide field of it. And were you always more interested in that side? Oh, huge, yeah, it's huge. Um, I think... I think as I, as I went through Central, as much as I would love... I mean, I don't rule out working on normal plays and musicals. I just think this, the 
world of ballet and opera was so interesting to me because I'd never really been exposed to it, especially from a stage management point of view. Um, and then to do the ballet placement at the Royal Opera House was like every day I was just like, oh my god, this is incredible! <laughs> like the huge sets, you know, the thousands of people that work on these shows is just mm. amazing. And you know, it's always big budget. It's always very um, disciplined and um, just just a different side, really. Did you find yourself preparing uh, for working in sort of like an opera scenario to different to working on any kind of straight play that you've worked on or like a musical? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Completely, completely different. Um, and it, the focus is just on other things. It's not, it's not a focus on budget for example <laughs> it's not it's not right. getting it's not getting the cheapest prop you can it's getting the most appropriate for the dancers prop you can you know it's very focused right. on the dancers and what they need you know to make this show incredible for the audience um, right. which is is a nice pressure to have taken off a stage manager because <clears throat> you know you're constantly battling between getting a low price for something and also, you know, getting the approval from a designer, from the actor that's using it, from the director, you know. There's so many elements to just budget, which is just an example that I found. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just a different world. And um, I kind of decided that that was, that was what I wanted to do, at least for the when time being. When did you think you decided that? Um, definitely after the placement at the Royal Opera House. I was like, yeah. I'd love to work somewhere like this, even if it's not here, you know, <laughs> the top yeah. straight away, even right, if it's not right. that, you know. Um, I'd, I'd be so over the moon to work in, in any opera or, or ballet, to be honest. And so could you just, just for the, for the, you know, for the, you know, for my mum, who doesn't know exactly what all different stage manager jobs are, could you just go through what the different roles would be? So it would be the okay. SM and the DSM. I mean, I'll let you say it. Um, well, in short, I mean, basically a stage manager, stage manager can do anything and can be asked to do anything, they, they, pretty I, much. I, I firmly believe that, yeah. Include act, <laughs> which is yeah, they probably not, could. They probably could, not so. what I wanted to do, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we're getting to your acting. We'll talk about your acting. <laughs> um, so basically, in short, the stage manager is um, the head of the DSM and the ASMs leads the team, is mainly in charge of health and safety and, um, you know, the, the technical rehearsal runs that um, and basically makes sure everyone's on track department-wise in the production team. Um, and then you have the DSM, who's basically in charge of rehearsals, um, blocks the show um, in what's called a prompt copy, um, which is basically the script um, with uh, every detail about the show in it, including the cues for the lighting and sound and whatever else you have going on. And they run that every show as well, so they call the show. Um, and then you have ASMs who are mainly in charge of props. They work 
in the wings mainly, um, supporting the actors whilst the show goes on. Um, and they source props, they help in rehearsals. And yeah, I think that covers most of the roles that we have. Um, but really, it could be anything. <laughs> So we've talked about stage management. So let's talk about your acting career. Um, but <laughs> so what? So I'm just in, I'm just interested in how how you get into something like that mm. because uh, from the outside, I, I know I, I know um, a couple other friends who sort of like went into the stage management route, but they went into it a lot later. But it seemed like again because you went to you you went to you when you how, were you 19, the same age as me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what, how did you know that was what you wanted to do before you went to uni? What, what experiences did you get? Like, what were you exposed to that, that made you think, oh, yeah, this is definitely what I wanted to do? Or um, maybe it's not definitely what you wanted to do, but it's you got the bug. Uh, yeah, I got the bug. Um, I think my family um, was always uh, really keen on theatre and loved going to the theatre. So all my life I've mm. gone to the theatre to see things. Um, my second cousin twice removed or something, you know, a family member um, <laughs> who I'm actually quite close with is uh, was a very successful stage manager who went on to do um, other things. And she spoke to me about it, I remember, because I was kind of like, oh, I really want to work in theatre, but I know I don't want to be on the stage. Um, what else is there kind of thing? Because nobody knows mm. about stage management who doesn't no, know no. about theatre, really. Um, and she kind of explained her career. I was super inspired, and I, I was just like, I need to do some more of this. And actually, um, in Bath, where I grew up, um, there was this youth theatre... And they did a backstage group um, where basically you could do anything that you wanted to do with backstage. So we had, like, sound people, lighting people, stage managers, um, directors, screenwriters. So that's, that's how I started um, getting into stage management. And then I was like oh, my God, I can actually do this as a career. Let me go to university and get a degree in it. <laughs> and that's also something that is, is funny about stage management is that you really don't need it. You don't need a degree in it at all. You really don't. Um, I just wanted to learn more about it. I wanted to go to drama school, and I wanted that stepping stone into the, the world because, really, it's, it's an industry, as I'm sure you're aware of, that's focused around who you know and um mm. unfortunately to 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 get a job most of the time um you're recommended or you know someone that's leaving or you know a friend mm. of a friend um and so central really was that stepping stone into into that industry and that world for me to be able to meet people <clears throat> and that's why i went I was just say, so you knew that before you went to Central. You knew that, like, realistically, you didn't need a degree in this, but what you needed was experience and a kind of platform and a kind of place to... I suppose that's kind of why people go when, you know, why anyone goes to 
drama school, really. I think I'd, I'd, uh, maybe that's a generalisation, but I think a lot of actors maybe they go and <clears throat> excuse me, they go and actually it's like I don't really, I, I kind of want to maybe end goaling a bit, but I think that what you want at the end of this is not a be able to tell who Stanislavski is or what all the props departments are. You want to be able to mm. go and work. Mm-hmm. And so you had that kind of industriousness. I'm not sure that's the right word, but you had that kind of um, forethinking before you went. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think I knew it was a very vocational degree. I knew that. I didn't realise... I'm not saying that I I knew a lot before I went because I absolutely did not and I learnt loads. But actually learning the theory of stage management is impossible it's it's (laughs) and honestly I don't think any drama school could could take such a practical job and put it into a BA I think it's really hard so a lot of the stuff I did I found irrelevant um and that I don't think that's central's fault at all um but I just think that's what happens when you try and make a degree out of stage management it's it's really hard but before I went, I knew to a degree um, that I was using it in that way, but I didn't realise quite what extent the, to what extent the industry relied on who you know. I didn't realise that before I went. <laughs> right. And so when you, were, when you were back in that, um, just because I just want to go, we'll get to Central, but I want to just go back a little bit to that. Mm-hmm. Are any of those people who you were in the backstage crew, which I think is really nice, <laughs> are any of them working? Um, yeah, I really, I think they are. I know, I know maybe four that are working and one that went to Central, he's a bit younger than me, came to Central when we were in third oh, nice. year um, and did lighting at Central which, funnily enough, was always his dream, and he was always saying, I want to get to Central. <laughs> I think I remember... I think, did I remember you speak about this guy? I think Maybe, I yeah. Maybe, yeah, because I saw him in Central, and I was like, oh, he made it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I remember now. Uh, so, yeah. w- was... Were you... be How old were you when you were there? Was that, like, sort of... Year 11 um, sort of time? Yeah. Year 10, year 11. Yeah. Around then. So was you, was that a place that you, what was the extent of your aspirations from that place? Well, like you were going like, I'm, because you were thinking of going to Central and you knew what you wanted to do after Central. You think you're going to this, uh, you know, youth theatre in Bath and thinking, I, this is what I'm going to use to get to the next level as well. Were you not thinking that far ahead? No, I definitely was thinking about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because there's nothing much you can do to... Um, you know, get get stage management on your your CV, and you know, I had to mm. write an application to these drama schools. And if I'd just gone in with no no previous experience, I don't think that would have looked great. Um, so, and and I enjoyed I enjoyed working in theatre. So um, at the time, I did you know we put on these youth productions with the acting part of the group. Um, and yeah, it was, I learned, I learned a decent amount and, um, it allowed me to be able to apply then to drama school without not knowing anything about stage management. 
I kind of decided in that time that yeah. I can do stage management. You know, I, I can do it and I want to do it. So did you... <clears throat> how was it... <laughs> where did you learn most of it? <laughs> because it's interesting that you said, like... That, like, like how, is it, do you think there's just something in you that has, like, a kind of natural instinct for just... Because I know you and I know that you're a very calm person, um, you know, on the surface... Uh, and, I know that, <laughs> and I know that, but I know that you have a good way of sort of keeping a uh, a level on things. And so I'm wondering, do you, did you just think that it did it feel right when you got into it? And then actually, when you when you were learning stuff, it was like it wasn't like oh, I'm learning all these new skills. I'm just sort of like oh yeah, I'm sort of you're taking this and that from drama school or youth theatre or wherever. No, it definitely felt like a natural thing. I'd say. I felt like my natural attributes complemented the the job I'd chosen because I think that's a really important part of stage management because it's a lot to do with your personality, um, which maybe other jobs are more to do with, you know, ability, um, whereas stage management you have to, you know, you have to constantly be a mediator. You constantly have to be on top one step ahead of everybody else. You have to be organised, you have to be forward-thinking, you have to be so many things that some some areas I definitely struggle with um, and other areas I, I feel like I've really got down, you know. I I, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely haven't learnt, learnt these things. They're definitely natural parts of my personality, but maybe I've learnt to... Um, be more, you know, be more open to speaking to people and networking. That's not something that comes naturally mm. to me. Um, right. So, but then other areas like organisation comes pretty naturally to me. So I think it's 50-50, to be honest. I don't think, I don't think anyone's like the perfect stage manager and they've just got all these attributes and they don't have to try to do anything, you know? You said something interesting about um, just then not to just throw your words back at you, but you just said just because I'm just interested in it. You said something about um, it's it, it it's like you described it not as a job about not a job about a talent or ability, but a job about personality or sort of traits. I just think it's interesting to think of that in, a, in terms of like when they think of sort of creative, I'm sort of doing the, the uh, quotation things, this sort of creative world, all of it together, that there is a job within that that is not to do with sort of like talent. It's to do with, because it's, it's an industry, again, that's so like, oh, they're so talented. There's like the way to describe them. It was, it's not like... The actors very rarely get described, I think, sometimes, not to bring it back to actors, but they very rarely get described as like, oh, they're just like... Do you know what I mean? I've sort of not said no. any words there. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I do totally understand. Like, it, do you think it's a creative job? Yes, I do. Yeah. Go on, talk about um, that. I'd say I was quite a creative person, and I think a lot of the stage managers I've met are creative people and, and enjoy being in a creative environment. But also... With creativeness comes a need for not a cap on it because that sounds negative, but uh, 
you know, like um, I don't know how to describe it. Like a say we we were having a creative discussion in a rehearsal room. You could easily, as not not this is obviously a massive stereotype, but you could easily sit there for for three hours and have this conversation and go off on tangents and uh, roads that have nothing to do with what we're doing because it's so exciting talking about creative things and being like, oh, I have this idea, I have this idea. And a stage manager's job is to reel that back in and keep everybody on task to an extent, obviously. Um, And in my opinion... I, lo- I love getting involved in all the creative side and I think a lot of ASMing in particular is very creative. You have to, you know, really um, involve yourself in, in the, the, sh- the production that you're putting on and, and know what props would be suitable for what character, you know, characterization, for example, mm. and, and discussing mm. with an actor or a director what specifically they need for... That scene, not just on a practical level, but on a character level as well, you know. And <clears throat> I think, I think creative people like being around creative people. In in my experience, and and I think that's why stage managers want to be stage managers and not work in an office, because all the other attributes mm. would suggest, you know, just, an office yeah, yeah. job or, or something a bit more sedentary. Um, but no, I think I, I really think they are. I think creative people are drawn to stage management the same as any other creative mm. avenue. It's almost like it's almost like um, I was speaking to uh, uh, someone on the pod the other day about uh, uh, Amina. Uh, her name is Amina, and she was talking about how she feels like um, she's a producer. And she feels like a facilitator. And I think it's interesting when you when you talked about being stage manager and how it feels like a mediator and how you feel it's like your it's your job to kind of put, kind of bring it all back to the middle. And in a way, like it's it would be it's an interesting thing that that's not just specific to the role as well. Like I think you could have, you know, there, I think there are there are there are people in rooms, whether it's in TV or film or crew or or actors that some will feel really like kind of open and creative people and some will feel much more like facilitators. Like when I, not to speak to me, but when I feel like I'm in a rehearsal room, I don't feel like I'm like the kind of guy who's coming up with all the random wacky ideas. I feel more like what you feel, which is more like a mediator. Like I feel like I, I feel most at home when I'm trying to like keep a level on what I'm doing and not get out of hand. Mm. And then there are directors that I feel like who are more facilitators or are more sort of, Mediators, and so it's interesting that like, you're. I think you're totally right in that the stage management, the stage management is just the job, but their role in the rehearsal room is whatever their personality is and whatever they bring to the role. I suppose. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent, and that's why I said it's a huge stereotype of me to say, you know, <laughs> you're getting lost in a creative conversation because that's really not everybody, and not every director is like. No, that, but I think I think it like I think it certainly does happen because that's like Absolutely. that and that role is necessary that mm. ro- that role of someone who can come in and just like think out like on a different like stratosphere mm. is really helpful but also you need someone 
like yourself or like a you know a more of a facilitator role to sort of like keep all of the balance in the room mm. good mm-hmm. and whenever I think those those rooms that I've been in have been good is when that balance has sort of been found exactly so yeah. so with central you've already you know slandered the degree but <laughs> but no 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 I'm, I'm joking I'm joking but um but <laughs> the um talk about what why did you go for central and not other ones um <clears throat> was there a choice yes <laughs> yes and it's nothing got- to do with the other courses you, you know to be honest um I got into a couple and I when I looked around Central, I really liked it. And at that time, I was completely going on... <laughs> which is maybe a mistake, but I was going on the feel of the place, whether I thought I'd see myself there, and what facilities they had. And I didn't I really... A, I don't think that's a mistake. I think that's the only way you can judge it with those things, surely. Yeah, and I think I, maybe I should have... My point was maybe I should have focused more on course content and, and how the learning process was okay um facilitated but um i think yeah i think i just got a really good feeling at central and i knew the family member i spoke about the family member the family member i spoke about had had been to central and also her mother had been to central so I knew a lot of people um, who'd been and who'd had good experiences, even when, you know, stage management wasn't even a BA. Um, and I think <clears throat> I just had a good feeling about the, what is wrong with my voice? <laughs> <laughs> it keeps going really high. You're just getting so emotional talking about mm. stage management. Just miss it so much. It's really early. Um, it's really early in the morning to be talking about <laughs> this um, Yeah, I just got a really good feeling about the place. And um, I knew it was a, an established course. And, and a lot of stage managers who were working went to Central. Um, so it gave me a, a positive feeling about it. And that's why I chose it. Were you nervous about moving to London? Yes, massively. Yeah. I was super scared yeah. of moving to London. And I, looking back, it's so strange to me because I love London now. Um, mm. Not enough to live there at the moment, but I love it. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, it was daunting, majorly daunting. Were you scared? Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember saying it to you guys when we first moved in when. I, I, I just couldn't sleep the night before. And I'd never mm. had that. And I, and I still sort of didn't know why I was so nervous. But I don't think I was even nervous. I don't think I knew I was nervous about moving to London. But and I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's weird because I think that it's very easy to... Um, there's a strange thing that happens when you, when you sort of are nervous about going to London or going to kind of a drama school and... And you almost feel a bit guilty for, like, feeling the kind of nerves. Because it's like, well, how, how lucky are you? Because mm. I know people who, you know, n- n- never went to drama school. And I'm mm. sure you were the same. And so, like... And, you know, how lucky are you to be going to this city? But there's a weird... 
thing where you just sort of like I don't know I don't I haven't really I don't really know how to get to the to the bottom of that but I think it's like <laughs> it's something to they just don't allow ourselves to sort of feel that kind of nerves about moving to because it's I think it was also it's associated so much with our dreams of it mm. that if you like yeah. it's, it's said if you want to work in theatre if you want to work in TV or film whatever London is the place to be Mm. And so then you're going like, oh God, I'm I'm going to the place to be. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. how was it? How was it the first sort of like few weeks for you? Was it? Had you always dreamed of moving to London? No, definitely not. I didn't want. I didn't want to go to London. Um, I, you know, all my friends were going to like these smaller cities where there was a massive student body, and it felt very mm. like you know, they were going to be close to other students all the time. They lived on a campus and I just felt like I wanted that experience because everyone else was doing that. And so right, moving right. to London, I was like, I have to do this because I'm I'm doing stage management and there's really not much... I felt at the time there was not much point in, not, in going somewhere else to do stage management that wasn't London. Mm. Um, and I had that one night where I think it was like the second night after we moved in and it suddenly all just like hit me that we were living in London together Mm. and we were going to be here for the next three years and I was nervous to start Central and I was meeting new people all the time and I left home for the first time and it was all like a bit overwhelming and then after that night that one evening I was absolutely fine and I loved I loved first year mm. I, I felt like it was so much fun so mm. overall I think my experience was really really good um, it was just that one night I was like fuck <laughs> Jesus this is like this is so scary but it was fine after I that I think what uh, again I think it's one of those things where you go like oh, oh boohoo me and you know lucky me but also do you ever feel like you missed having that kind of student life you know you were on the same boat as like I think a lot of actors are always like oh you know I, I just want to I want to you know I want to go to drama school and you know learn my craft and I don't care about the the I'm doing an impression now of probably something that sounds like me but you know um, the but it's the exact same for for the for um, the BATP side of theatre as well, that you are sacrificing a lot to do the job you do. And I wonder if you ever feel like... Did you ever feel like you missed out on having that kind of student life? Um, I don't think I sacrificed as much of my student life as you did. In fact, nowhere near... Nowhere near the amount you did. But I still think there's something because you said about like not being able to mm. go to the unis that your friends did, or not being mm. and talking about not being around students. Yeah, I think I think that's what I was worried about. Um, but actually, once uh, we started Central and we did the whole freshers thing, I made I made friends and we, we kind of made that life happen for us instead of it kind of just happening to us. We were the ones mm. that were kind of like, oh, we want to go out and have student life and the typical, you know, nights out and stuff. And we did do that. We just spent a lot more money. 
Um, but no, I think I, I did have quite a similar experience to my friends in the end. I, I think I was just worried that I wouldn't because maybe it's the campus thing that I was worried about because, you know, living with people, you know, it was just me, you, George, Heather and, and Frankie. And it was like, if we didn't get along then with, we're, living, yeah. we're living together for a year, you know? And we didn't know each other. No. So no, it no, was no. that whole, like, unknown of what are these people going to be like? But actually, we were so lucky and we all got along so well. And Were you, were you nervous? Did you know... Were you nervous about living with... Um, I suppose we didn't know what the, the nature of Frankie's course was. She did performance art. Um... But were you, do you, you, I suppose you would have been as somewhat aware of what the actors were going to be like. And so the pre- did you, were you worried about living with three actors in case you wouldn't be able to have the fun you wanted? <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was worried about not having the fun I wanted to, because I thought you'd all be really fun, which you are. <laughs> which um, <we're> not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've always had. I guess I've had, like, a preconceived idea that the actors are interesting people, which I think mainly is true. Um, That's interesting. Mostly. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I knew that you'd be interesting people and that we'd be able to live together. I don't think I'm that, you know, hard. <laughs> but <You're a> nightmare, <laughs> <Absolute> nightmare. <laughs> but also, I think uh, I was kind of sceptical that we'd actually be friends. You know, you can live with someone yeah. and not be close yeah, yeah, yeah. with them. Whereas we just lucked out completely, and it was a great two years. No, <laughs> it, it had its ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was definitely, it was definitely ups. It was great. I yeah. ditto, ditto. So, who um, was there? Anyone at Central that you really? Um, I mean, what's that? What's the, you don't have to say. It, we can edit it out. But what's the name of the um, of your family friend who helped you? Uh, Vicky Hayward. So, you had Vicky, and so you had mm. someone like someone who you could like maybe aspire to, or um, I remember you meeting her for a drink one night at some. Mm. Point in Central. Was there anyone at Central who you like particularly was like really helpful, or like was there someone in particular, like a director or a uh, tutor, who was like that? That that there was a, a time at Central that really that person really kind of helped me, or was it was it from you? Because um. it sounds like at the, at, from from the, from this point on, apart from her guidance, it sounds which makes sense knowing you that's like it was pretty much you knew what you wanted to do and you just went in that way and you kind of knew what you were going to do with it mm. um, I think every production that I worked on because in stage management and central you start working on productions from first year um, mm. and that is how you learn basically that's how you learn to do the job which is really scary but it works um, but it's kind of a baptism of fire, though, isn't it? It's like absolutely, you're yeah. working straight away with... Oh, my God. Crazy. But um, I think working on Caucasian Chalk Circle, which was a CDT show, and I was the stage manager in my third year, mm. I think that was a massive learning curve for me because 
it was one of the first productions that I loved working on and was super passionate about. And I was like, everyone come see this production. I think it's amazing. Uh, you know, I, whether I was right or wrong about that, who knows? But the directors no, was, on that, the directors on that, Jesse and George, um, were just people that I really enjoyed working with. And it kind of made me realise that not all directors are really, really difficult to work with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that every director I worked with before that was difficult, but there were definitely some difficult times where I felt like I couldn't couldn't do the job properly. And I I had a mentor called Cat, who was a DSM for the mainly for the Royal Court, but did other stuff. And she went to Central, and we got assigned a mentor each for mm -hmm. our for our second year, I think it was. Um, and she was really helpful in that she said, the industry isn't like this. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, I was just, just about um, to ask, like, is, mm. did you think that it wasn't, it wasn't a fair representation of what you were going to experience? It was going to be like, it's going to be easier than this. Well, or I still can't... Easier, but like... I, yeah. I still can't say because uh, I haven't really I, yeah, I suppose. been able you were, to... You were gearing up and ready to exactly. move, go into the work and then the whole... Exactly. You know, COVID happened. I think the placement um, was my first real taste of the real industry, and I felt then that there's there's a certain level of respect in the industry for a stage manager that wasn't uh, there at Central. Um, hmm. Where all of the time. Respect, where do you think that respect was lacking? Because I think that a lot, you know a lot of the people who would listen to this are actors just because mm. you know a lot of people we know are actors and <clears throat> and so the one of the questions I was I was going to ask was what can what can actors do that would make your job easier because uh, you know a lot of us are sort of going to the first jobs or is at the start very much at the start of things so what can they think about that is more respectful? Is, is it, or is it not from actors that the respect doesn't come? Uh, it's not... It's, for my, in my experience, it's not been from actors that the, that the respect is lacking. I think I've always worked with quite respectful actors. Um, I, think, I think it's up to the director, to be honest, um, on, on how they make, you know... That first day when everyone is introduced, that's so important because hmm. you either introduce them as this person's going to do everything for you or this person's a stage manager and you need to listen to them. It's, it's literally, obviously they're not going to say that, but it's not about, I don't think it's about um, individual respect. I think it's about uh, uh, the director and how they... How if they're treating the stage manager like they don't respect them, then how am I going to expect the actors to to treat me the same? That was interesting. You were like, "There's a difference between going. This person is going to do everything for you," which on the surface is a, a I suppose complimentary thing, but in a way, there's a kind of undertone of. There's an undertone something there, mm -hmm. whereas there is a professional way of addressing, this is the stage manager and this is their job. Mm. 
which which do you prefer? I think because I think I would prefer to be what we were talking about before, which is like your there's your role as a personality, but then there's also your occupation in the room. Hmm. And I would imagine that the just being acknowledged for your occupation is more is better than being like having like a personal attachment to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think especially on the first day, having the professional side as your introduction is mm. is much easier then to have the respect to to mm. to have the respect from the beginning and then you know I'm not I'm not gonna be a, a dick about it I'm not, I'm not gonna be like I'm here to do my job I don't care about you all like I'm not gonna be like that but it's easier from a point of from a point of respect and this is somebody doing their job, which was never going to be the case in Central because I wasn't being paid and it wasn't like I'd been chosen to do this job. Um, but it's easier then to come down from that and be on a personal level with people because there's already right. that respect there. It's much harder to work your way up to respect, hmm. to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. a personal, yeah. you know, a relationship. And I think when you're working professionally with people... There has to be mutual respect, and I would always, you know, respect actors and what they're doing, and I'd expect the same back. And I don't think it's about, um, you know, this person is going to do everything for you and you can treat them like shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I think it's two people just doing their jobs and helping each other in, in the meantime you know because it's like that that you're right that you're totally right with the going like this person's going to do everything for you even though i in my head i probably would have thought if i was uh, like in that position i probably would have thought that's a nice thing to say but actually that immediately sets up a dynamic of this person is serving you and again it sort of plays into because do you like in your in your experience i think maybe it's more of a thing maybe at drama schools did you feel like there was a, a pedestal put on the actors slash the director? Um, definitely not the director. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the amount of times where the director didn't even have respect for the actors they were working with, so how was I going to gain respect from them? But it's impossible. Um, and I don't think that's a real representation of the industry. Um, no, yeah. But I think... I'm not asking you to speak for all stage managers. You don't have to. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't want to... No, obviously these are just my opinions and my experience. But I think, uh, I think that actors generally, um, because there's such a pressure on, on the audition process, for example, and the limited amount of places at Central and the slim chance that you're going to get in and how lucky you are to be there when you do get in. I think that is always going to play into the I'm better than than you hmm. because I worked hard to get here. I'm, right. you know, I think that's always right. going to play into it no matter, you know, how, how um, nice the, the actor is. I think there's always that undertone of, of that central and I don't think that that can actually change. Um, no, I think, yeah, yeah. 
they sort of and carry that. Exactly. That's been carried on to, that's an attitude as opposed to a, a personality trait that you sort of inherit, that you mm. sort of can move forward with, unless it's sort of worked on probably by a someone who you respect, like yeah. a, you know, a big stage manager, a big director, or someone to sort of get that out of. And I always remember something you said about how these these actors that have got into Central are the best from their own environment. And so yeah. they already know that, oh, I'm really good at what I do. And it's easy to... to I'm not blaming them for that. It's easy to be big he- a bit big-headed about your own ability when you are the best from your, your own mm. environment and then yeah. you get put into this environment where you're not the best anymore. And then the insecurity comes out and that like that ego that is big becomes fragile. Yeah. And it's just exactly. like <laughs> that's not a good mix. Exactly. <laughs> that's and that's why mix. that's why the relationship can be so volatile between a, a stage manager and an actor, for example. Mm. Because it's it's hard to respect someone who's who's really difficult to work with, for example. Yeah. Because they're so insecure about what they're doing. Yeah. Or, or for I, whatever also, reason. I, I think there's also a, like a weird narrative that's been like made as well. I mean, look, we're not we're not going to fix the theatre world to write on my podcast, but like, there's an interesting narrative that or, that comes up. That's like, I mean, one of the first questions I, I was going to ask you was like, how can actors be more respectful or help stage managers? Because there's a weird narrative that stage managers just hate actors, <laughs> and I don't know why that is, and I don't know, no. and I think that I think that maybe. Again, it's sort of like that ego of, of actors coming in that they're sort of told that. Whereas, like, do you care? Because <laughs> like, I imagine it's like it's not it's not a big di- it's not like a thing you're going into. But I think that plays into it. That feeling of like of wanting to be really overly nice to sort of dispel anything because mm. that that respect almost or that kind of equal ground is not inherent. Yeah. Is yeah. not like in not not completely established on day one. I think that maybe because... it's in the industry. Maybe it's just not in drama school, but maybe it is in the industry. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. To be honest, I think it, there's probably more respect just because um, you're in a professional job and you've been you've both been you know selected for that professional job, which is not the case in drama school. But um, I think. You know, in you know, fifty years ago, the equality between stage managers and actors was not was not there at all, and mm. stage manager job was definitely um, not one that's on the, on a par with an actor. Um, and I think that's changed, but I think there's still <clears throat> elements of that that come into stuff today. Um, but honestly, in my experience, I've never had. Um, a bad experience with an actor or an actor that's been really horrible or (laughs) treated me badly. (laughs) Um, I've had people that are harder to work with than others, but that's always going to be the case anyway in in industry or drama school. So really I I can't comment on on actors being better because they can't be better in, in my experience they've been really lovely but I've also heard of people at drama school being really really horrible 
to two stage managers and, and really not not respecting them at all. And that's sad to me because it's just, you know, if you get along with a stage manager, they're going to make your life easier, way easier. But also so, that's not, but that's not their, that's not their, what we've been working with this conversation is that's not their job. But if you do get along with them, <laughs> that yeah. collaboration will yeah. be much better and much smoother and easier and nicer and it will just yeah. be, benefit you. And even if you don't um, like them, you know. Yeah, because you don't have to like everyone you work yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> it's a professional relationship. Yeah. You just have to yeah. work together. I don't yeah. think it's that hard, but maybe it is. <laughs> hey. Hey, you didn't like George Jones and you worked with him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cretin. Good old George. Good old George. <laughs> uh, um, do you think stage management's uh, a closed circle? Closed circle in, in what way? In terms of... Right at the start, you were talking about you need to know someone to get into it. And I, 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 I connect to that in some way, I think, but I think the actors, I think acting industry, the amount of actors I would imagine outweighs uh, stage managements, stage, mm-hmm. stage managers, stage managers by a lot. Mm. And although that's probably better for, you know, job-wise, there's less competition, I'd imagine it's pretty exclusive there's only a certain number of positions per show that you can occupy. Mm-hmm. Do you find do you th- do you find it like exclusive, or do you think it is it is less kind of exclusive than other parts of the I word, like other <clears> parts <throat> of the I word, and that it's less competitive? Um, I don't think it's any less competitive than other parts of the I word but um, I think the thing with stage management is is you build a rapport with the people that you work with right and then if they like you they're going to hire you again if they like what you do if they like you as a person they're going to hire you again so that means that people who are good at the job get hired again and again and again by the same people by different people because they get recommended and they are constantly working and then there are the people that maybe didn't get on so well with that particular director or, or producer or whatever, and they don't get they don't get hired again. And then maybe it happens again and again and again. And then they've worked with everybody, and those people have found other people that they like more or or whatever. And so I think that's that's the that's what I understand of it, um, and. That's why I think it's so important to have a relationship, a good relationship with the people that you work with because they are the people that are going to be hiring you again. They're the people mm. that are going to be recommending you to their friends. You know, it's quite a small circle, as you know, the whole mm. I word. But mm. um, that's that's a reason for stage management being so much about who you know is because in that circle, they everyone talks to each other. So if you had a really bad experience with a stage manager, they're, you know, they're, they'll tell their friend who knows a producer who's looking for a stage manager, and then they're not going to get hired. So <clears throat> that's a bit scary, because 
maybe you, you want to try to do a really good job on a show you're working on and, and they don't like it, or they don't like the way you work, or they don't like you as a person, which is, is going to happen. People aren't going to like everybody. You're not going to be liked by everybody. Um, and so I feel like that's a huge a huge thing if, if someone I work with doesn't like me because I feel like it's going to affect my career. In, in reality, maybe it won't because there's always new theatre going on. I could probably get a job quite easily in normal times because there's always a need for a stage manager. You can't really put on a production without some kind of manager, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I think <laughs> that was a really long-winded way of saying... No, I, no. I don't think it's less competitive, but I think there's always jobs out there for people who want to do it. Right. Right. And I think it's the same for the other areas. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think there's always a bit of a... I think the... the, the Again, it's probably another narrative that sort of feeds into actors being the most important thing. Hmm. And actually, I think... Yes, to, to put on a play, you will need someone who actually will read the lines. But in terms of... In terms of them below, it sounds... I'd imagine... I mean, the CDD course is an example, and I don't know exactly about their course, but there's lots of shows that go on without directors. Uh, so then, second to actually a play being on, the, probably the second most important job is, a, is the stage manager, or is someone who is able to be that role you describe in the start, which is the mediator and the kind of the mm. bringing it all together and the 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 stuff that the actors sort of end up taking for granted and the directors <laughs> in your experience definitely take for granted mm. um, and not just and not just that it's it's also the technical elements that a stage manager is trained to do yes. as well you know yes. you don't have to have a sound designer you just have to have a stage manager to play the sound at the right time you know you don't have to yeah. have a lighting designer if that's, designer, the, if that's just... the show i suppose yeah if we're talking if that's really the show basic that you want to do yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so you were going to... Because I remember speaking to you just before when you were, uh, uh, you know, travelling and gallivanting and doing lots of cool stuff um, about the jobs you were going to do when you came back. Uh, and obviously um, uh, this old pandemic happened and it put a pause on a lot of that stuff. And so I wondered, what do you do to kind of maintain... Because you said at the start as well, which the last time you felt like you really wanted to be a stage manager was before any of this happened, and it was to do with when you were doing Swan Lake. Or when you found out you got the job, I think. Is that what you mm -hmm. said? Yeah. Found you got a job. I wonder what you've done in this time, um, apart from move out to... Uh, with your boyfriend into Italy <laughs> but I wonder what you've done to sort of maintain a kind of love for it or a passion for it or if you've not or if you've just kind of allowed things to nature to take its course and to just sort of move forward honestly I haven't done anything to maintain the love and the passion for it and 
this which is, is good first... which is fine which is like it's not like yeah. a bad thing i'm just intrigued this is the first time i've spoken about stage management since i found out i got that job honestly um what yeah because i <laughs> i kind of just put it to one side and was like okay this is happening now what can i do with the stuff i've learned from stage management what other career or job can i do right right now to earn money to lit to be able to right. live um right. and actually that's been a massive learning curve because it's the first time i've ever felt like ah oh, i wish i'd done something a bit less specific <laughs> but you just but you said at the start like i, I mean that's I was speaking about it with someone last night about um, transferable skills mm. because I said that I was speaking to you today and they were like, I, they're interested in what the transferable skills of stage management are. You said right at the start about like, you could work in an office. Mm. Not saying, and there's nothing to diss on working in an office. That's no, a no. good job and you'll earn a good profession. And so I'm wondering what the, what the transferable skills are because I think that like, as actors, we're a lot of the time people are a bit like, uh, there's not an awful lot you can sort of transfer. I mean, maybe there is, and I, I don't know, mm. but what is it for in terms of an, F an SM's point of view? Well, I used to think that there were a lot of transferable skills um, <laughs> until I tried to get a job in a pandemic. Um, but <laughs> I think generally you can do anything that requires a huge amount of management and organisation. For example, events management is very, very similar. Um, mm. Also, is that, is that often is that often something the stage managers go to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. A lot, a lot of the time, um, you know, like I know somebody who did stage management and then and then went on to be a wedding planner. Um, wow. So event events like that, you know, really important yeah. events that need to happen at a certain time. Everything needs to be, you know, locked in. Like that's yeah. that's a really good avenue. Obviously, that's not not um available to me at the moment like a lot of things um so i i mean personally i was applying for like personal assisting jobs um to mm. an individual um because i feel like i I'd, I'd be good at that because i can you know i can schedule i can organize i can speak to people um <laughs> i can speak to people <laughs> That's a transfer. You can speak to people. You can. <laughs> I can confirm that you, you, you are able to communicate. Um, so, like, anything in that kind of... I mean, we shouldn't laugh, because it is actually, like, you know, some people really can't. It's a career. <laughs> Absolutely. Some yeah, yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and then, like, things in offices, like, you know, office managers, office assistants, um... Uh, like production assistants on TV, runners, because mm. um, TV was still happening, uh, which was nice to see. Mm. Um, they were still advertising runners, running jobs. Um, and, I mean, that's what I took from, from transferable skills-wise. That's what I took from stage management. Um to be able to schedule, manage people is quite a, quite a big one. Um, and, yeah. But, look, I think that it's, like... I mean... Like, we're heading into 2021. 
Um, so thank you for speaking to me the day before New Year's Eve. <laughs> but um, the, you know, I, I, you already said that you you had, you knew your game plan from when you were 15 to you know now, and I don't, I have no doubt that you will be really successful and in stage management, and because I know that you'll have your your game plan. And so I wouldn't, I, I know that it, the trans, there's, you've got lots of transferable skills, but I'm I'm sure that a lot of them will be transferred in the right way. Um, what's What's your recommendation? Come on, Till. My recommendation is, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Slava's Snowshow. Have you heard of it? No. What is this? It's, um, it's done by a Russian mime artist, I guess you could call him, uh, actor, who created this show that's basically a mixture of clowning, miming, it's sad, it's happy... It's a theatre show, predominantly, and it travels the world. It's done thousands of countries, um, and it's been going for years and years and years. Um, and I watched it just before I came to Central, and uh, I was like, oh, to be involved in something like this would be absolutely amazing. And I don't think that many people have heard of it, so that, that is my recommendation when we can go back to the theatre to see if it's coming to um, a theatre near you because uh, I think Mm. it's well worth a watch. It's like nothing I've seen before. It's completely unique. Um, It's for two-year-olds and 80-year-olds and not in a cliché way. It's actually interesting for everybody. Um, And it's just done really well. You know, the design, the costumes are incredible. The miming and clowning is incredible. Um, the story is incredible. The way that they they are able to tell a story without speaking is always blows my mind. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't think many people have seen it or heard of it in in the UK, especially. So that is my recommendation. Awesome. That's a great one. Pull that out of the bag. What's <laughs> the, what was it? It was called Slava's Slava's No Show. Slava's Snow Show. Snow Show. Snow Show. Right. Yes. Amazing. Awesome. What great recommendation. Thanks. Tilly Kirkwood. Thank you very, very much, mate. It's a pleasure. <laughs> this podcast is produced by me, Andy Sellers, with original music by Danny Hall. Thank you for listening.